Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 3, Episode 34. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. And today I'm absolutely delighted to have Anderson and Addison, um, who are the children of Ramona Rice, who I know through podcast websites, who support my podcast and and host my podcast and give me all things technical support wise. Um, And when we were talking about coming on and talking about schools and getting children's ideas, they were fantastically in interested and wanted to come on and share their uh, share their opinions so thank you very much both of you and um and we're going to chat to anderson first who's in the fifth grade and can you just tell us a little bit about where you live because um for people over here in the uk listening um they might not quite know where you are in the us so if you could just tell us a little bit about where you are in america and also what type of school that you go to at the minute i live in the usa um I live in Virginia in Hampton, the nice city, and I go to this school called Cooper Elementary. Fantastic. And and how many different year groups go there? How many different grades are in your school? There are seven grades in all. There's a pre-K, I think, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. Fantastic. And... And for those of us that don't have a grade system, we have sort of a year system here in in in, the, in England. What sort of age group is that? Is that sort of from when you're really tiny up until what age? It actually here it doesn't matter how old you are. You if you're smart enough, you could probably skip a grade. And if you feel like you need it in it, and also if you feel like you didn't get this year, you didn't get enough done, you can restart the year. It doesn't matter what your age. In fact, you can be in college right now and you could be 10 years old. Oh, okay. I see. Right. So it's slightly different than over here from that point of view. Brilliant. Okay. So our first question is, if you could design your own classroom, what would it look like? So for example, would it be a big open plan loft style kind of thing? Small rooms? Would you sit in rows? Would you work in groups? Um how how would you devise it if you had complete creative control? Well, that's a good question, but it all depends on what um thing you're teaching. Um, if you're planning to teach science, is my favorite subject. Um, you would probably want to put it in groups for all the things you can find out. Cause in my school in fourth grade, you get to mess around with oysters, do experiment, and go on all kinds of field trips for it. And I would have a medium-sized classroom for that for all the stuff and going around and asking stuff. So I would have like a big Promethean board in the front of the class. I would have six different tables, a back table, and my own desk and a few like cubbies and stuff. That's really interesting because I really like what you came up with there is the fact that everything that you do is slightly different, isn't it? Depending on what you're learning and where you are and what the topic is and that sort of thing, you need a different a different environment depending on that. So can I just wind you back there for a second? Did you say you do some things with oysters? How does that work? What sort of lesson is that? All right. In the beginning of the year, in, in, the, in Hampton, there are four on um, nine weeks of school. And um, how that works, each um, nine weeks, um, you, te- you see how big, 
you measure the oysters and then you see if they grow and grow and at the end of the year you put what they were first like and then how much they grew Oh, fantastic. That's a great thing to do. I really like that idea. That's not something I've heard before. And um, uh, yeah, and, and you do that in fifth grade or you do that in lots of different grades? Or we, I did that in fourth grade. Okay. That sounds really, really good. I think that's, that's absolutely great fun. So, um, so what, what are your, what are your favorite types of things that you learn? I mean, and, um, and and what are the, at the moment? What are the different types of environments you learn in? So do you spend lots of time outside, or is it always inside? And how does that work? Um, we mostly spend our time inside. We go outside for like recess and stuff, but um, we spend most of our time inside because the thing is, in fourth grade, it's not one teacher teaching the whole thing. You go to different teachers and rotate around the pods. Like, you had to go to, like, three different classrooms, science, social studies, and math. You had to go to three different classrooms to learn um, all that. Okay. And and what age are you at the moment? I am right now 10. Okay. So that sounds like, um, here in the UK, that's the sort of thing that often happens when you go to what's called our secondary school. So maybe a year or two older than you, then all the subjects you have a specialist teacher for. But often um, you have the same teacher um, for most of the things that happen here, although I know there are some schools who do specialise a little bit. So from what you've just said, like you say, a lot of the time you're inside, if you could actually decide exactly how much time you'd like to spend inside and outside and if you could split your day up into how many, how much time you spent playing, how much time you doing exercise, how much time you were doing games, that sort of thing, um, what do you think you would um, do? How would you split your day up? I would give at least every, I would give everything in out an hour except for, except for reasons. I would give like math, social studies, science, language arts, all that at least an hour. And then outside, I um, I like fifteen minutes to get all that energy out. And then I would like to spend forty-five minutes eating my lunch. Um, yeah, and um, for resource like uh, like not recess but resource like um, music, art, PE, I'd give them at least thirty minutes each. Okay, and would you do that same thing every day, or would you have a sort of a slightly different timetable each day of the week? I wouldn't do that because that can mess people up and distract the schedule and get people confused. But it all depends on the day, because it could be like uh, holidays are coming up, it could be a half day, and it all depends on that. And that's the thing, you have to be like prepared for the um year. You have to be pre- prepared for like, the good students, the bad students, you have to be prepared for um, early dismissal, how you're going to get all these kids to learn this stuff by the end of the year. Uh, I see. So, so actually, therefore, sort of flexibility is actually really important because, like you say, each each day can be different because you might have a project coming up or, or um, some kind of performance or, like you say, there's a half day because of the time of year and that sort of thing. So, therefore, being flexible is actually quite an important part of that, I would think. So uh, that sounds like that's that's really good. And what I really liked was your kind of working for a period of time and then having some time outside to blow off some steam and then be able to come back afresh and I think that's quite a nice idea if you could do that 
regularly throughout the day i think i think you get much more done and you feel really ready to start again don't you our next question is how do you assess your progress so sort of by that how do you the things that you like the things you want to achieve or the things that you're learning how at the moment do you assess your progress and if you had a choice how would you do it so have you got any exams or tests that you have to do regularly and if you could choose how you were going to be assessed um, would you have a different way of doing it or any other ideas that you think might help you once again it's like that question you asked me earlier um, how would I design my classroom? It would depend on what kind of test I'm taking. If it's an important test like an SOL or just a subject test, it's where you've been talking about something for like a week and you think the students have everything and you took a test. I would spend, for like a subject test, 30 minutes of studying every night. Because let me, let me tell you, that can be really helpful. And then if it's like for SOLs, I'd spend like an hour because those things are important. So so actually studying and actually having the tests you think are important because it gives you it gives that gives you your sense of how you're progressing rather than rather than just the conversation with your teacher or um, being able to see how well you're progressing. You actually think the tests are important and you don't mind doing them or or do you find the working towards them, like you said, is extra study actually quite a. A useful thing for you in terms of knowing how you're getting on. Well, it depends on what kind of the test it is. Like, if it's not that important test, I'm not gonna worry about it too much. But if it really is that big of a deal, and the teacher's saying like, "Hey, get that done. You need to know this by the end of the year, or else, oh no, you're not gonna be successful." Then I'm gonna take it seriously. But most of the time, teachers say it's a big deal, but it ends up just a normal test <laughs> right and so if you had a complete control would you decide not to do any tests at all or do you think they are important they are important it shows the teacher what you know what you don't need help with what you do need help with i really um, support that i just think there's an easier way to do it than what the schools are doing right now uh, okay and so tell me a little bit about that then what what do you think you would do if you could change it and have it a different way if that big of a test was coming up, I wouldn't worry about starting some new stuff and doing that. I would worry about just studying, taking some time and doing that, letting your students do that. And also, I would give them right before the test, like right before the test, I would give them five, actually, no, three minutes to um, re- review their notes. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I quite like that idea. So you, you, whatever you're studying at the moment, spend a lot of focused time on that and also not have it remembered from a long time ago. Actually have the opportunity to have what you need around you just before you need to do it so that you've got it fresh in your mind. Yeah, that's right. Great. Uh, yeah, I can completely understand that. I mean, I often do that when I'm 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 a musician and um, and even when I've practiced a lot and when I've got things that I've got to perform, Every time I'm about to go and do a different show, I do just spend my part of my warm up routine is just going over those corners, those little extra things. I want to make sure that I'm OK with and it just refreshes it in my mind. And it's a really key thing to I find really helps me to be able to to remember and, and to perform to the best way that I can. So I think that's, that's a really interesting thing you said and a really, a really great idea. So the, my next question is. How often do you discuss and think about things like what you eat, what you exercise, um, breathing, sleeping, mindfulness, gratitude, volunteering, things which aren't necessarily 
deemed to be sort of academic subjects like maths and English and those sorts of things that we do, but slightly more wider, wider fields. Um, how often does that is that part of your of your school, um, say your school week or what you would cover in a semester? Um, and um, and do you think those things are important, or do you, do you get all that information from outside of school, and you don't think it needs to be part of the school day? Well, that's the thing. Our school has a weird way of saying, all right, not a weird way. They make us wear uniforms at our school, and I don't think that's really necessary. Really necessary. And then they still make us do all that exercising and stuff. So I think they don't need it. So I think if they're not going to let us wear the proper stuff we need to wear to exercise, and then it's our, and then they say it's our fault for not passing like some gym thing, maybe they should think about that. So I think you should do that outside of school. But the activities and the breathing and how to eat, yes, that's something you need to learn in school because it's something really important. Oh, good. And so how often do you, how often at the moment do you talk about those things during school? Um, every time I go to PE, which, um, I hope my PE teacher is not listening to this, is my <laughs> least favorite subject because we have to wear uniforms. We have to wear uniforms and we have to do activities and like, we have to sit on the ground. We have to sit on the ground. It's not that even big of a room. I really don't know how to get that school gets stuff done. They really need to upgrade the PE stuff. Oh, right. Okay. So, but it, but it, it's during sort of PE that you sort of talk about that slightly wider thing about you as a person and things like exercise and what you eat and how you look after yourself. That's sort of part of your sort of physical um, education class, as it were. So, my next question is: How often do you discuss and think about the whole cycle of life um, um, in terms of? when babies are born or when people die, that kind of thing. There's something that happens in my children's school where every time a baby's born into a family, they get to ring an old school bell, which is kind of like welcoming a new child into the into the community. Do you have anything like that where you talk about the cycle of life and, um, and what's important about actually um, how your life works and, and the whole spectrum of what's involved in that? Um, no... Our school doesn't really talk about that, but I think that's actually kind of a good idea. The only thing we've gotten close to the life cycle is um, butterflies and frogs. Okay, so it's it's sort of very general in in terms of um, almost practically what happens because you can understand it from that sort of animal point of view, but but not specifically related to yourself. Is that what you mean? Yeah, kind of. And. I heard you, and I, excuse me if I didn't hear this right, I heard you saying something about managing your life and stuff. Yes. Um, so it's kind of, what, what I mean by that sort of thing is kind of, depending on how you want your life to be, you have a certain amount of control over um, of, of what you want to do within your life. And, um, and I think that's quite an important thing. And I think understanding um, that you have some control over your life and understanding the life cycle so that you understand that from being able to think, well, I have this day to day and I want to achieve something, that actually understanding how that fits in your ability to be able to do something and the life cycle of every person is, is quite an important thing. All right. I see where you're saying this, but our school only does that one time, and that's where it's this thing called career day. But I perfectly think they should talk about 
um, what we want to be, make us write a paragraph, because I know perfectly and well what I want to be when I grow up. And that didn't come from school. That just came from family members and stuff. Fabulous. And can you tell us a bit about that then? What would you, what, what is that, first of all? What is it that you'd like to be? I want to be a successful business owner so I can have a, so I can have a nice house. So I can have a nice house like the one I'm living in. Very nice. And how do you think you can go about that? Is it um, by things that you've learned at school? Or how do the things you do at school now will help you do that? And how much of um, your understanding of things you've learned from outside of school do you think is being supportive of that? I think all of the outside of school has done this because um, my grandma owns a company and my um, grandpa and if the successful business thing doesn't work, I'll just get a good job that pays very well, like my grandpa. Ah, brilliant. And they've yep. been very successful so far. Fabulous. Well, that brings me on to my next question, which is really perfect, which is how often do you discuss money and budgets and savings and financial planning and all those sorts of business type things? Is that something that you do as part of your your schoolwork? Or it sounds like maybe that's the sort of thing you will have come across and understand through your, your family and their kind of work, their work in their business outside of school. Well, they don't talk about that at all at school, like legitimately not at all. But I do talk about that, and I need, and I have like long ways to go before I can um say okay, I have enough to own a business. I need to like um start with a small job when I'm like a teen, and then go from and then go from there. And it's really important to do, and it's really important to be doing that to um start the business. Yeah, and then and that way you can understand, can't you, stage by stage by, like you say, having your first little job, understanding how to save money and if there's something you're saving for, how you can budget for it and, and put a financial planning in place in order to get you to the next thing that you want to do. And I think that's a very that's a very astute thing to, to want to do and a, and, a, and a good understanding of that. So, um, and interesting, like you say, that it's not something that happens in school necessarily, but something that you've learned outside of school and you've obviously got a great, a great idea and, and a drive to, to put that into place so my next question then is do you work with a mentor and do you know what a mentor is yes and um kind of see um i do know what a mentor is but it all depends on what kind of mentor you're talking about i consider um a karate person a mentor a sensei or something yeah but other than that and like no other than karate no I try to learn these things myself because learning it yourself may be better than having someone else telling you this stuff because how else are you going to learn? When you grow up, you're not just going to walk in a building and say, hey, do you know this? Can you teach me about it? So so in lots of ways then, you, I guess you'd say that having lots of different mentors in different areas of your life are quite important and then from there you can make up your own mind so like you say you've, if you have a karate um, sensei that's your mentor and you might have I guess you could say that your some of your teachers at school are like a mentor for you as well as just a teacher in terms of how they can support you and how they can guide you in things not specifically just about what you're doing any given day in a classroom so a combination of all those people um, and like I said about um, family members that have sort of shown you things about their business I guess they all become um, 
mentors in different types of ways and in different aspects and i think i think what you said there's a really a really good idea that you just take from all of these people and then from there you can make up your own mind and work in the best way possible for you so i think that sounds like a really a really smart way of being um my next question is how often do you lead a team of people so do you do things at school or would you like to do things which are um things like projects or when you're working on something with a group of people and and if you do do that do you like to be the person that takes control or you're the sort of person that sits back and let other people take control and um and what do you feel about that well the thing is a lot of people at my school are very like are jerks right (laughs) some of the teachers can be like that sometimes but um yeah i kind of like I don't like, I would put someone else in charge because I'm not the bright, brightest bulb in the light shop. But um, I would put someone responsible in. Okay. And, and do you find that sort of within a group of people that you may be working in, they, everyone's got slightly different skills. And so do you find that people then, if, you, if you're in a group and you're in part of a team, that people say, oh, actually, I could do this part of it because I like maybe designing something or I'll, I'll lead it because I feel like I'm a strong leader or I'll look after a budget side of it because I'm, I like that sort of thing. Do you find that sort of people do that naturally and therefore they sort of work to their strengths? It's kind of... um actually voting which is not the smartest way um before we even do a project they make us do a design sheet of whatever we're doing and we need to vote on whose idea is the best and that's kind of like it but um i don't think that's smart because our very last project it was limited supplies we just voting's not the way it's whoever's smartest it's who well, not smartest, but it's whoever can manage the limited supplies. Because it's not um, every, supplies falling from the sky. Um, sometimes when you're doing a project, you have only a limited stuff. And that's how they make us do it in um, things. So we need to be smart and say, okay, well, if we only had this limited supplies, we need, um, we need a small thing, something basic, but that would be good. Or if we have unlimited supplies, let's use our imagination on this. Yeah, that exactly. So you have to work within the scope of what you have. And um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so on, on the subject of working in projects and things, and I was gonna, do you like working on those sorts of things? And do you do any fundraising or events for the local community or school production in concerts or that sort of thing? And is that something you do in school or is that something that you do out of school? Unfortunately, no, I don't do any of this um stuff but i sounds like a real idea like that business question you're asking me one day i want to start a business um helping people helping um parents pay off um debt oh that's a great idea yeah and how, and how do you think you might go around that if you've got any ideas about how that might be created um well first um i need to have a job that will do i need to have a job that will do good and so once I have a um actual um business, I'll start that because um the thing about charity is um it doesn't pay you, you give, which is I think is way better than getting paid because you see other people happy. So that's how I'd form that. I would um ask I I would ask I would put up like a big stand, 
of all kinds of water bottles, fresh lemonade, and like hats on a, like a nice hot day. And um, I would put a dollar for everything, and then I'm gonna. And what I'm gonna do with that money is I'm going to give it to parents who can't pay off debt. Oh uh, right, brilliant! Yeah, I can see that. That's a, that's a great idea. So you're sort of using something that everyone's going to need on that particular day to create some money, and then from there you can then pass that on to people that need it. That's a that's a really nice way of doing it. And I quite I like the way you see the overall picture of what you're trying to achieve, and also how you're going to how you're going to get there, which is fantastic. And and my last question is: um, of all the things that you enjoy doing most of your during your day. Do they happen in school or are they after school clubs? So, for example, my daughter really likes dancing and basketball um, and trampolining and gymnastics. But most of those happen as after school clubs. They're not part of her sort of school curriculum day. So she would say that it's all generally after school. But do the things you like most happen in school or after schools? Well, it depends on what kind of day I have. Because most of the time, as I said, people can be jerks. At karate, we do boring and that can burn make me burn off some steam but also um there's some stuff that i really like at school because we went to one of the things on my bucket list was skydiving and we went to this field trip where there's this thing called i fly and um you can like fly and it there's this weird tube thing that makes you fly and so it all depends on what kind of day I have. But if I had to, like, um, pick one, I would say during school. Because right now, um, um, this summer break, if it wasn't no thanks to my friend, um, it's been pretty boring. <laughs> okay, great. So that sounds great. So your your school actually has enabled you to do some things, like you said, like the skydiving, which, which you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So actually, your school sounds quite proactive from that point of view, which I really like. That sounds fantastic. Well... Brilliant. Thank you so much um, for chatting. Is there anything else that if you if you could create your perfect day or your perfect school that you would add that people might be interested in listening to um, in terms of making your learning experience um, more interesting or more creative or more inspiring for you to achieve your your dream that you obviously have of being successful in business and being able to donate some money to other people? Um, well, all I have to say is good luck for all those people who are going to try and do and don't let anyone put you down sounds like a very smart way to finish our conversation thank you so much for chatting to me been a pleasure brilliant and now i'm going to chat to addison um who's in the fourth grade and we're just going to wait for them to swap over on the mic and say hello 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 thank you for coming on and chatting and have you heard those conversations so far sort of Great. Okay. Well, we'll take you through them again, and we'll um, and we can have your opinion and your ideas uh, of what you think works works for you. So, how how old are you, Addison? I'm eight. About to turn nine. Ah, brilliant. Okie doke. So that gives us a good idea of uh, of of where you are in your learning cycle. So, if you could design your own classroom, um, what would it look like? Would it be like a large open plan sort of loft style room, or would it be small rooms? Um. How would you sit? Would you do lots of stuff in groups? Would you sit in rows? I mean, if you could just completely choose what it would be like, how would you describe it and what would you create? Probably a large room. I like a large room as well because it means that you can you can move around and you can have different things. More space. Yeah, exactly. It gives you a chance to do different things in the same room without getting in the way of other people. And um, I saw a great... And at the hat. They're not hot. 
at all. My classroom this year was hot. Really? And is that because it's small or it needs aircon or more windows? Oh. What do you think? And no air conditioning. Oh, that makes it. I can I can relate to that because here in England today it's thirty two degrees, which by our standards is super super hot, and um and there's very few places that aren't shops or restaurants that have air conditioning. So I've been working in a school today and it was really 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 hot, and um and I have to say that's that makes it really tricky to work, doesn't it? So it's nighttime in London right now. No, it's um it's tea time, so it's all dinner time, half past five in the evening. So I think you guys are slightly behind, aren't you? Is it your lunchtime now, somewhere around lunchtime? So I think I think you're about five hours behind. So uh, yeah, so di- 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 different time zone, exactly. <laughs> um, so how would you create your day if you could have your day any way you'd like? How much time, sort of relatively, would you spend inside to outside? And well, it, it depends on how the cl- class behaves. Okay, so. So, so in terms of if you if everyone was behaving well, then you could really choose. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I would um go outside earlier, like a little bit earlier, if we get the work done. Okay. Yeah. So, do you think you need? It's to definitely get, not a group. Okay. Do you do you need to get the work done first? Do you think is sort of going outside yeah. like a reward, or if you could get outside first, do you think you would then come back and work easier? Probably not. No. Because <laughs> it'll probably, probably be in the end of the day. Okay, so you actually you need that incentive to actually have, have, have yeah. sort of knuckled down and done some work first. Okay, that's interesting. And how and how much time of the day would you split if you, like you said, there's a bit of studying, there's some exercise, there's time on your own, um, and you're doing some games or projects or whatever. How how would you split the day up if you had every if you had complete control? Project. It depends how the kids act in the subject how long it's going to take because you also have other subjects to do uh right exactly so it, so it depends on the people that are involved and, and also yeah. how, how much concentration you have depending on what type of subject it is because i mean i guess if you're if you're outside doing some kind of sport game then you may be, you may be able to do that for longer than if you're i don't know doing a kind of a maths project or something which is just purely your brain working yeah. Okay. Great. Right. Yeah, great. Um and how do you assess your progress? I guess um having just been chatting to Anderson we're talking about having exams and all of that type of thing. I mean, do you think exams are important or if you is there another it way you think you could time. do it? Like SOLs, they don't stay on the permanent record. They just help you. Okay. For your grades. So basically, it's a waste of time doing the SOLs. Waste of time. Okay, so you okay, so uh, you think maybe studying for exams, which actually are qualifications that'll help you um, gain a job or go to university or something, are important. But but the ongoing exams you don't find are necessarily that important. Well, it depends what time. Like SOLs are important for your grades, but other like small tests for like like um. Like tiny, like subjects like science and social studies, yeah. which are my favorite, and math and language arts. Okay, so so you think the sort of the, the lots of tests ongoing are a bit much, yeah. and, and you don't really need that. Just maybe less tests, but more spread out. So, but but you yeah. do you do find it's a good way to understand how much you've learned. Is that right? Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, okay, good. That's interesting. So you wouldn't get rid of tests altogether. You actually think that they're a no. good they're a good thing. Okay, interesting. Um, so my next question is: How often do you discuss and think about things like what you eat, exercise, breathing, sleeping, um, mindfulness, um, being grateful, or volunteering? Things which aren't necessarily academic lessons, um, but something a little bit more um, about your life generally. Yeah, you just that. We have this PE teacher, and we have to wear uniforms. It's gonna make us hot, and she gets to wear short t-shirt. Seriously, and with collars, she doesn't have to wear collars. So, so actually, awesome. make yeah. So making sure that whatever you are doing actually works both ways. So if you're gonna do exercise, then you need exercise clothes, and if you're gonna talk about what you're eating, making yeah. sure everything is everyone's doing it in the same way. So, uh, yeah, that, that 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 sounds that that was something that came up before. So it's obviously something you're both passionate about, which I can I can understand and uh, make the most of the class that you're doing. So yes, we're very very interesting. Um, if, sorry, and if we don't even get um one thing right, we get a uh, timeout. Seriously, a one one thing wrong, like a simple one thing. If we get a question wrong, exactly, we get a timeout. Okay, so, so or like a point taken away. Right, so you'd rather it was just a bit more organic, I guess, so that you could just try things. If you get them wrong, you can try again, or you can, you know, it's all part of your progress rather than feeling like you failed or that you you need the punishment of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's exhausting. <laughs> yes, because you're always up against it, I guess, aren't you? No you're one all... likes the. No one, you know what? No one likes that resource at all. Oh. No one in that school. Well, the children. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So my next question is, how often do you discuss and think about life? And so by that, I mean sort of the whole expanse of life, the idea from being born the as a baby. Cycles? Yeah, exactly. Like a life cycle. Yeah. Well, we only learn about frogs and butterflies. And then we just like ignore, we just forget about it. And then we go back to it. I mean, like, we know it from <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> all the way through but the, but there's no yeah. there's no discussion about how that um affects you um personally or, or how um your understanding of a life cycle we already know the you. life cycle okay yeah yeah good okay so how often do you discuss money and budgets and savings and financial things as part of your school or is it something that you've learned in outside of your school or from somebody else i don't know i honestly do not know at all okay so it's not something you've really come across no. or something that's on your thing fair enough no. um my next question is do you work with a mentor or and do you know what a mentor is mean like a teacher something yeah that? exactly a teacher could be a kind of mentor a mentor for me is someone yes. that supports you in in whatever it is that you're trying to learn and trying to achieve so i think a mentor is slightly more about um, helping you in something that you want to learn or be supported yes. in rather than necessarily just a teacher who's there to teach you if that makes sense yes i do have a mentor but um she helps me like reading she helps me with reading okay so you've got someone spe sort of sp a specialist person to help you with something and do you do you, do you like that relationship is that something you find helpful yes i like yes and she takes me out of class yay <laughs> so i don't have to do something yeah, Yay. and I I quite like it because they're often a much more friendly, supportive kind of relationship, aren't they? And 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 I guess more one. Yeah, and one on one, which is nice, isn't it? When you're taught in individually rather than just in large groups all the time. 
So my next question is, how often do you lead a team of people? Do you sort of do groups of things in school and, and do you get the chance to lead a group of people in a project or something that you're doing? Sometimes we get to pick, pick our partners. Sometimes we don't. It's horrible. They decided for us. It's our life. Come on. It's not yours. Okay. So you actually think you should get a choice or there should be a way yeah. of, of you deciding to work in your best way rather than someone else choosing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. No. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you like working on projects and and yes. and certainly things yeah. which are which are interesting to you? And do you, in terms, of, I don't know. Do you do any fundraising? Do you do any events in your community? Do you do a school production or concerts or sports or anything like that? What sorts of things are those things? Do you like and what have you experienced? Oh, you mean like charity? Yeah, some charity stuff or a school concert or a Not school production. No. Or... No. Oh yeah, but it don't. I forgot. Um, yeah, it is charity. If you raise enough money, you get a prize. Okay, it's just a waste of time. <laughs> and what was that for? What was that raising money for? Um, I don't. I forgot. All oh, right. So whatever, whatever it was, it obviously didn't. It didn't impact you enough to really uh, no, stay involved. It would, in it. It's just wasting your money. Yeah. Okay. And of the things that you enjoy most in your school day or your day generally do they happen in school time or are they things that happen after school and, and school, I s- time. school time okay and what sort of things are they then um resource after lunch i have resource my favorite two um resource are art and music and great and so so how so just explain to us how your school day works i'm sort of imagining that you kind of do your more academic stuff in the morning and then the afternoon is much more like you said about arts and music is that happen every day is it working the same way sort of sometimes we don't sometimes we have double resources um where we have one and then we go to the another one okay and um, teachers get to hang out for like a thing like two hours i think and <laughs> It's not like it's not hours, guys. Probably, it probably will be at the end of the day. But after research, it's pretty much the end of the day. Okay, and but it, but it's those type of things that you really enjoy the most—that sort of creative side of the arts and music yeah. and that sort of thing. Okay, and do you find that the more academic subjects you do help you in that and support you in that, or do you see them as different things? Different things because they're different subjects. Okay. Right, interesting. Well, Brunit, thank you so much for chatting to me. And is there anything else, if you could create your own school or your school day, that you'd no like uniforms. to put in? No uniforms. Okay. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. So being able to wear your own clothes is something which you'd really like, just so that you're comfortable and happy and, and be able to do the things you need to do at school in, your, in the best way. Oh, when you were talking about in the beginning for, like, design your own classroom, probably not groups because they'll chat chat a lot. Probably, like, just, like, islands, like, separate, like, separate. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and would you be able to cheat work your work in your own way? So would you um always be sat in the same place or would you move around depending on how you were feeling that day? Or, for example, if you were with some people who were chatting all the time, you could just take no, yourself off. Uh, no, I, it depends how they act. Um, like, my class is a chatterbox. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and and how do you feel about that? Do you, Would you rather it was um, quiet? I, here's the thing. We don't get enough recess for chatting. Okay. It's annoying. 
So you need more time so that you can be social and do what you need to do with yourselves, and then you'd have more specific energy to actually study. Sort of. Sort of like that, sort of not. Yeah. Oh. But but more time for you to actually hang out with your friends and just chat and enjoy yourself, not when you're having to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. I can understand that. So that sounds very interesting. And I did hear from our little pre-chat before we started recording that you are both starting your own podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about that in case there's anyone listening who thinks that that will be a very cool thing to listen to? Probably, probably like kids that are um like 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 are interested like uh, interested okay and what's your podcast going to be about harry potter and how they add some something that you miss and like why stuff like that oh warning spoiler to my happen <laughs> oh, i see yeah yeah we'll have a mission warning this if you have not listened to the books or seen the movie, do now listen to this podcast. Ah. Just a heads up. Very good. Unless they want to be spoiled. Great. And when are you creating this? Are you doing it as part of your summer holidays? Or are you? Uh, when are you summer. going to be doing it? I don't know. Mommy said um, the beginning, like after school ends, but um, I don't know. Great. Well, it sounds like a very exciting thing to do, and your mum's in the perfect place to help you create an awesome podcast yeah. as a podcaster herself. Well, she has so. one. She has one. So, yeah. there's really... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Addison, thank you so much for chatting with me, and also say thanks to Anderson again as well. And um, I really appreci- appreciate all your, all your great answers to my questions, and I think we're starting to get a real idea of what's important to you um, as a child learning in school, and certainly um, from where you are in America as well. That's given us some really great things to think about. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com.